Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Future Tech podcast series. It's me, Charlie Sell, the Group MD at Arrows Group, where I'm interviewing thought leaders, tech leaders, um, inspirational people within the technology world, asking them a bit about their story, thoughts on emerging technology, and career advice to our STEM listeners. So I'm really pleased to have Sarah Greasley with me today. Sarah is the CTO at Direct Line. And for a lot of our UK listeners, I think you'll, uh, you'll know of Direct Line, a major UK insurer. Um, and for a lot of our Netherlands listeners, um, they really are one of the market leaders. So great to have her on the show. Sarah, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. How are you doing today in, in lockdown version three? I know. Surviving, I think, is the best way of describing it. Yeah. <laughs> So let's jump straight in and find out a bit more about your story, how you got into technology and, and your rise through the ranks. Sure, sure. So um, how did I get into technology? So I, um, uh, I was always a bit, of a, a bit of a geek, right? Although when I started in technology, um, we didn't have PCs, um, and, um, but I was lucky enough to, um, Sorry, rewind that. Sorry. Um, how did I start in IT? Um, so um, I was lucky enough to live near um, the IBM laboratories, which are near Winchester in Hampshire. And um, I, got a, I got a job there in, in my, um, before going to university. And um, clearly it was all green screens and mainframes and things like that. But um, it piqued my interest. I started to understand how technology was um, driving some of the changes that we were seeing in business. I then went to university, studied maths at university, um, and uh, had one of those very old, my first computer, which basically you typed in it and it printed out the, the um, what you typed in. So it wasn't actually a real screen. So um, it's a bit like a teletype, really, I suppose. And um, so, uh, and then um, after university, um, I went back to IBM and I joined um, IBM working in uh, um, with their banking customers um, and it was a really good time to start because this was the start of PCs, um, Windows, if I said Windows 3.1 um, that's probably dates me doesn't it, yeah. um, but um, Windows uh, and um, just the start of distributed computing, the start of moving from um, uh, moving from technology um, that um, uh, replaced um, very mechanical transactional tasks to, to technology that was starting to really change the way we thought and change the way that we did business. Um, and one of the key things that I've, um, is, is the ability to link between business and technology and to be able to um, link your um, thinking around, you know, understand how, how technology changes business. Right, and, and you can see that then, and you can see that even more today. It's really, it's really coming to the fore in terms of things like AI and, and, and advanced analytics, things like that. Fantastic. And so from your days at IBM, how, you progressed through and, and became the, you know, ultimately the CTO and Chief Technical Director there before moving on to Direct Line. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, so um, uh, I... I I was fortunate enough in IBM to be able to remain technical whilst um, progressing in my career. Um, so uh, a large tech company often has the ability to have um, 
technical careers whereby you don't have to become a generalist, you don't move away from being the subject matter expert, um, and you still have that opportunity to, to grow your technical skills at the same time as you're growing your leadership um, and your other skills. Yeah. Right. So I became a, um, eventually I, I made it to um, being a distinguished engineer, which is it's like the top rank of um, technical people within within IBM, um, which gave me it gave me the ability to, um, uh, sorry, uh, how, sorry, I got to be a distinguished engineer because of my, um, uh, because of my skills, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not just, my brain's not here today. Sorry about yeah, this. Okay. I'm trying to engage like, um, so uh, yes, I think, so one of the things I started my career um, as a technical expert, okay? Over time, you grow your skills, you become broader, right? And I became an architect and I'm really an architect, right? This right. is my core skills. My passion is how do you plug things together, right? Um, and it's like being, it's like being a, a physical architect, but it's a technology architect, right? So in the same way that um, you couldn't build, you have to think if you built the shard, right? You'd have to, you think about, where the lift shafts go, where the, um, you know, how you might cope in the case of fire and all these things. Similarly, a technology architect or an IT architect has to think about not just where does the functionality go, but how do I make sure that, that I can fail over, that it can be available all the time, that it can meet the performance requirements, meet the scale requirements. So um, I've been very lucky really to be able to continue to sort of um, keep my architect hat on mm -hmm. and be able to, um, uh, continue architecting all the way through my career. Yeah, fantastic. And, and I think that is lucky, isn't it? Because a lot I know a lot of our listeners, um, when they're studying STEM, and, and a lot of people think there's a, you know, there's only two routes to, to well, there's two routes in technology, from my experience. One is either down the management route, where you have to give up your your hands-on or your your technical yeah. expertise, yeah. and you're going down the strategic, and, and that normally leads to a CTO-type position. Or you stay very technical and you go down a principal engineer and yeah. architecture and and stay very very hands on. Yeah. But but I guess if if you can do it right and you can balance the two, it's the best of both worlds. It is. It is. And I think um, I always think that I know that that as a as a leader I have great credibility because I know what I'm talking about. I don't necessarily know the answers these days, but I still know the questions that I need to ask. So. That credibility is really important, not just um, with your teams and the engineering teams that you work with, but also with your senior stakeholders. Yeah, and, and that's just so, so true. Having that credibility to go through both the business and non, well, technical and non-technical. And yeah. I suppose, have you learned the art of also being able to translate very complex um, answers or strategies that your technical teams deliver into understandable or plain English for the business. Yes, uh, it's a real. It's it is. You're right. It's a real art. The ability to take a very um, complex um, technical issue and actually translate it into a number of key messages that then resonate with your business users. Um, yes, it's. Yeah. Um, I think it's something I've, I've I've had to work on over time. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like you said, but it is an art, and then when you get it, it really helps. So if we move on and think about emerging technology then, and, and you know, as you said, being 
being fortunate enough to to maybe not necessarily know the answers anymore, but staying close enough to see what excites your engineering teams and to see what excites the business. Yeah. What what excites yeah. you when you think about emerging technology and where it's moving to? So there are a number of things actually. Um, and one of the reasons that I moved um, from IBM into direct line and into the insurance industry is because um, there's some real technology imperatives in the insurance industry, right? You know, from driverless cars through to the internet of things, through to, um, you know, the connected homes, all of this, right? Um, all of this is really driving technology is driving change in this industry and it is an industry that is going to be disruptive so so that having that um being able to drive that technological change and see the impact is really important yeah um but the technologies that i think are really important right so ai sorry ai well by ai i really mean machine learning right yeah. but machine learning um the ability and and, and advanced analytics right the ability to um, personalize the customer experience, the ability to um, personalize the interaction with the customer. Um, so uh, what else is really important? The, the, the volume of data that we are taking in is, is dramatically increasing, right? What do you think, you know, we are moving from um, uh, effectively from annual fairly fixed policies to something that's much more flexible, much more much more componentized um, and relies on data to, to help to understand the, the consumption-based aspects of it. So, um, so huge amounts of data, huge amounts of, of analytics on top of that data. Um, all of these are really um, you know, coming to the fore at the moment. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more there, actually. The, the, the rising trend that, that I'm seeing um, from, from mainly at, at sort of graduate but also first second jobbers is is the emergence of skills like data scientists data engineering yes. the the you know there's a scarce skills there because it's i think it's only yeah. been around you know it's risen in prominence because of machine learning yeah. and and ai probably only in the last five years and so you you see a real need or even a, a gap almost forming of but needing yeah. people with this skill set, but it's not been um, around long enough to really have a mass population of it. I think I think they they are definitely high demand skills, right? And when you um, and and actually when you then blend them with industry skills, um, they become really important, right? So whether it's um, uh, data scientists who understand pricing, yeah. right? Whether it's you know, data scientists understand, understand actuarial, right? Um, that blend of industry and technologies is, you know, is really critical and it's and it is scarce at the moment, it's very scarce, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and we need to grow, you know, that next generation of, of data scientists, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny because I mean we were speaking earlier that um, that you know if you don't mind me saying obviously you're the governor of the school that my daughter goes to, which was by by chance, <laughs> yeah. but you know the having getting more people into STEM at an early age and especially more of a diverse um, yeah. uh, demographic, so that yeah. you know there is people who will study engineering and, and and get into these skills like data science and data engineering yeah. and and they are future jobs. For, for for a long time absolutely more. absolutely and what, um, i would say um and you may want to cut this out i would say that one of the things 
about a girls only school, right, is that you have more girls who take STEM subjects, right, yeah. because you don't get um, you don't get that social pressure or you don't get the um, you know that type of um, yeah I guess it is social pressure that that stops girls taking science subjects yeah. and stop stops girls excelling at maths right and it, and, and um, you know it's really I mean if you look at um, well if you look at, at, at the school that we both know it, it's um, you know they have a huge amount of girls taking science A levels, yeah. right? And then going on to do engineering and, and things like that. And I think that's, um, and part of that is because I think girls are learning in a much safer uh, environment, right? Yeah. They can test and learn a bit more, right? They can excel without, without being, you know, looked down upon, right? So it's really important, really important. Yeah, yeah, and and I I couldn't agree with you more. I hadn't actually thought of it quite like that, and you you really resonates. It, it really makes a lot of sense. So moving on then, and thinking about you know a number of our listeners are now in their second third year, and and you know we've 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 done previous shows where we've really felt for them in regards to how you know they're they're finishing university in such such strange yes. times. Yes. But, but but there is opportunity out there, and 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 there will be opportunity coming back. You know, I think we're all convinced there's going to be a bounce back, and and so it's as important for our listeners to prepare themselves for for their next job, their first job, as for many of them. Um, and yes. so from from you, you know, from the heights of where you've reached and and the, the career that you've seen and the advice you could give, what one or two bits of advice would can you give our listeners for them when they're preparing themselves to enter the technology world? So, okay, so, so one key bit of advice is um, it's not just the technology you know that's important, but it's actually the behaviours are also important. We have a big focus at the moment on, on um, uh, you know, being curious, right, yeah. testing and learning, being agile, right? These are all, um, these are all behaviours um, that, uh, that, are, that are coming to the fore. Right. I don't I really want, um, you know, people who are who, who take responsibility. Right? I can teach um, if you've got a technology background. Right? I can teach you a language. Right? I can teach you the technical nuts and bolts. But an inquiry mind, someone who's interested, who's you know, enthusiastic, has some passion. It's, you know, a lot of that, I think, is, is you know, show that. Right. Because because yeah. that's important. Um, I think. Uh, the other thing I would tell you is that, and I talk about, we talk about, so clearly in agile worlds, you talk about test and learn a lot, right? And, and I think that's, that's the other piece of advice I'd, I'd say, and I see graduates sometimes falling into a trap of thinking, whatever I get as my job then becomes my job for the next X number of years, right? And, and, and um, I, you know, I have children who are, who are also coming into the job market and I'm saying, um, go and see. And work out what you like and what you don't like about the job, right? Um, because you'll actually find that you like some bits that you didn't think you'd like, yeah. right? And you'll actually and and um, and then you can help then inform your next job, right? And 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 I am, you know, I'm a bit of a dinosaur, right? I stayed at the same company for thirty years, right? That doesn't happen anymore. No one does that. Yeah. Expect to change. Expect to move. All the jobs, a lot of the jobs um, that there are now weren't there 10 years ago, let alone 20 years ago, 30 years ago, right? You know, we have 
um, sustainability is going to be, I think, one of the next, you know, hot areas for um, for graduates, right? You know, and actually, technology has got a huge, huge part to play in that, right? If I can automate things, then quite often I can, I can um, actually a make them frictionless, but b I can actually, you know, contribute to. Um, you know, sustainability and, and, and things like that. And I can get smarter about how I do things. Good example is that we have um, Green Flag is one of our, um, uh, one of our brands, right? Um, you know, we have technology that works out the most efficient way to get, to get your breakdown cart, your breakdown lorry to you, right? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, A, that's smart. B, that's like, it's, it's sustainable because we're also looking at that as well. So, so, you know, um, technology has a huge part to play in this whole, you know, green agenda, and we should be, um, you know, I think that's a big growth area in the next, yeah. you know, next three years, right? Yeah, and, and again, I, I just couldn't agree with you more. That 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 curious mindset. You, you're right. You can learn technology, and, and you know, a lot a lot of the latest buzzwords, polygon engineering, and 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 full stack developers. You know, we're not looking for people nowadays that that have one one specific no. language and broadening yeah the broadening and, and that that and continuous yeah. learning i think is a phrase coined a lot and, and i totally agree with it you know it's it's i, I think we're very lucky being in our industry because it's forever evolving but it also means you yes. can get out of touch very very quickly can't you yes. if you don't keep yes learning. absolutely yes yes absolutely no i think just that that mindset to keep learning is really important yeah yeah, yeah absolutely well, Sarah, look, thank you. Thank you very much. That's been really interesting. And, and you know, as, as we um, sort of spoke a couple of bits about what's, what's just been great is that um, you've shown that, that technology isn't just uh, for, for, for boys going through to, to university and, and, and men. It's, it's, it's a place that should be diverse and more diverse and, and we can excel there. And um, thought leaders like yourself is uh, quite inspirational. So, you know, having you represent that is, is fantastic. Thank you. We're, we're very proud in Direct Line of our diversity. Um, and uh, we have, you know, it, it, it just makes the working environment so much, so much more, you know, productive and collaborative. And it's, it's a good place to work. Yeah, great. Well, you know, and, and for everyone listening, that's, that's, you know, what a great way of signing that off. Um, and, and definitely have a look at the Direct Line um, jobs board as well because there is so much going on there but but this is also about the career advice for you all listening um, for our STEM listeners but also the wider audience you know technology is moving at a million miles an hour as we say but that continuous mindset forever developing yourself AI machine learning you know what we've covered um, in this in this short podcast um, and the, the rise of the skills gap within data data scientists and and as Sarah said data with an industry background as well, whether it's actuarial, whether it's um, pricing and many, many more, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a real, real need there. And, and so something that you should think about maybe is as early as you can about where, what interests you and excites you. I think again, Sarah talks about her advice to her own children, try something to see if you like it, you never know. Um, and that's, and you learn from that. So, so once again, a big, big thank you to Sarah for your time. My pleasure. My pleasure. And to all our listeners, that's another episode of the Future Tech podcast. It's on our landing page, arrowspodcast.com, um, which is also on the landing pages of the career portals of our partner universities. And until the next time, this is another episode. Thank you.